Welcome to Network Marketing Breakthroughs Podcast with Rob Sperry, where you will hear stories and strategies to help increase sales in your business. Let's level up your network marketing business with your host, Rob Sperry. Welcome, welcome back to the podcast as we are always learning from different guests. And you guys hear me say a lot of these cliche phrases over and over and over again to the point I hope that you haven't memorized as I talk about the ability to learn how to learn is the greatest ability one can have. Our guest today, uh, Jennifer, has been in the industry now, and I'll give you guys all her details, where you find her and good stuff like that, but she's been in the industry for 28 years. Think about that. And I believe, if I got this right, she's been a six-figure earner for 18 years. Jennifer, is that right? 18 years? That's correct. Yep. 18 years. Jeez. So you've seen it all old school, new school. You've seen you know, pre-social media, faxing in information. You've done the old school meetings like I remember doing, uh, even though I started in 2008, where I drove you know, to a completely different state for 10 hours and one person showed up at a meeting and actually went to a completely different country, Argentina, and uh, had 10 people there when they were supposed to be like 500 and <laughs> all the all the good stuff is as we go. So being in this industry for 18 years as a six-figure earner, being in this industry for 28 years, tell us a little bit, like what's the difference of old school versus new school? And I know there's also some commonalities And you've done a good job of trying to merge that because I think a lot of people actually need a lot more of the old school than what they're getting. Some of these really important concepts and principles are just so good. And then, of course, some people are stuck on on those, which are great, but aren't adapting to some of the modern new techniques. So talk talk to us a little bit about uh, modern and old school. And maybe before you do that, maybe just give us a quick 30 second, one minute, I don't care, two minute, uh, a little bit about yourself, a little bit more details. Sure. I, I live in Detroit, Michigan. Of course, the metropolis, it's always sunny here in the wintertime. So really not. It's really cold and, gl- and gloomy. Um, I've got two adult children. My son, David, lives out in Salt Lake City. My daughter, Kelsey, lives in Seattle. I homeschooled them from preschool all the way through high school. That's sort of something that's a unique thing that we chose to do. And being in this industry, my kids were on their second passport really early in life. They've seen the world, which was a huge experience. And I, I did a lot of the building and what I've done for them and for what they've been able to create but um, absolutely love this industry. And I really love the difference between old school and new school because, you know, Rob, I built my business old school. I built it in, you know, knocking on doors. I, I was a part of the welcome wagon. I bought names from welcome wagon where a lady went to people's homes that moved into a new area. And then I get all those names and I could market it to them. And I would, you know, it, it was crazy stuff that we did back in those days. And it took a lot of discipline took a lot of perseverance. And that was a part of what really laid the foundation for my business growth and my team. So it was fantastic. But the thing that I see is the biggest difference in between old school and what I call new school or social media is the old school methodology was really based on sales. You had to go out and find people. You had to ask questions. And if you weren't good at asking questions and figuring out what somebody's problem was, then that was a part where people really struggled because they didn't know how to ask the questions. You know, I, I it took me a lot of years to learn how to ask the questions to take people down a path where you could then you know, go through the whole sales process. 
Well, social media is really different. The way I see social media is it's all about attraction. It's not about throwing your picture of your product up. It's not about having a special and a sale and slamming that all over your social media. It's about building an audience. It's about sharing what you know. Maybe if you're in the health industry, you're sharing about health products or weight loss or a specific product that did something for you, solved a problem, and you share how you have a solution for that problem. And so when you attract people, you build this audience and then you influence them and ultimately you enroll them. And so I think on both the old school and the new school, it's a process. And so that's something to really remember is it's not that you meet somebody today and all you're trying to do is make a sale. If that was the case, then we wouldn't build teams and build organizations, but we build because we we make a sale and then we have a process after that fact to really develop that relationship. So you can see, I get excited. So I could talk all day about it. I'll be quiet unless you let you ask a question or two. No, that's that's really good. And and I, I can relate to that as far as old school versus new school. I came in pretty much the tail end of old school transitioning a lot of new school. And yeah, the old school was sell, sell, sell. Everybody was teaching everybody to become a professional salesperson, professional recruiter. Everybody looked down upon customers for the most part. And it was like, don't waste your time on customers, find business builders, business builders, business builders. And then it shifted to, of course, business builders are important, but you still, you got to have incredible customers and a customer base uh, as that helps. And then it was fun to start to see the duplication because I be, at the beginning of social media, it was like everybody was just pitch, 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 pitch. And, you know, obviously that became white noise and, and difficult. So you talk about attraction marketing, you talk about building an audience, talk about, you know, find the problem and solve the problem. Can you maybe give us a little bit more detail um, I'm talking now to either the person that feels like they don't do attraction marketing very well and, and they really just want it laid out. Like, what do you mean? Like what type of problem and what type of posts and how would they look, whether it's stories or posts or lives, how often should I, you know, talk about the problem and the solution? And if you are somebody that feels like you get this pretty well, then I would still pay close attention because someone that has 18 years of making six figures is, has obviously learned how to become a leader of leaders. And so you're learning how can you better convey and communicate this to your team so you can create better duplication. So maybe uh, maybe answer some of those questions and I'm just going to be here taking notes, learning myself. Absolutely. So when you think about a problem, you know, I, I always tell people, if you're really focused on the product, maybe you came in because of a product experience, then what was the product experience? Did you have an achy knee or an achy joint and all of a sudden you took a product and that helped? Or maybe you were struggling with weight loss and you took a product that changed your health and got you on the right path for losing weight. Or it could be on the business side. Maybe you were struggling financially and the opportunity came to you and you decided to grab that and run with it. Wherever you entered network marketing is really what I encourage people to start with. That's the place that you had a problem that was solved, that you found a solution in network marketing. So from a social media perspective, it's easier to talk about what you already know. Um, I joke with my team all the time that if I was going to try to, let's say, have a, a conversation with somebody who golfs and share with them all of the challenges of golfing, I would fail because I don't golf and I don't know the right terminology. I'd be calling a stick instead of a, I don't even know what you call it, those things that hit the balls, um, because I'm not a golfer. But you put me in the world of ballet or nutrition or some of the things that I've had experience in, I can talk till the cows come home, right? I can, I can keep talking because I have knowledge and I have experience. So start with something you know. 
when we talk about how much do you share about the problem, you have to really think about somebody's pain points. If I go online and all I'm doing is talking about a product to lose weight, and I'm just talking about product, 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 it's still a sales pitch. That is not solving a problem someone has. So I'm going to use the weight loss example as an example, because I think a lot of people can relate to it. When you think about weight loss, there's a lot of aspects of weight loss that you can talk about. You can talk about movement. You can talk about drinking more water. You can talk about getting more sleep. And you could probably talk about some supplements if you're in a health and wellness industry or in, in pro, you have health products that you market. So you wouldn't just talk about one thing. You would really show that you add value, that you understand the problems, that you understand what somebody's going through so that when you provide solutions, it's not just a sales pitch. And I think that's the hardest part for people to wrap their head around. They always want to pitch the product. It's like, okay, well, I'll, just, I'll talk about weight loss, but I'm going to talk about my product. Well, there's other things than just your product that could help the person that you probably experienced yourself. You know, I used knee pain as an example earlier. Maybe you went to a chiropractor. Maybe you did some exercises, you know, all of those different things to help with the, the pain. From an industry perspective, it's not just about the business opportunity, but it might be about how do you save money, talking about financial literacy, talking about really understanding how to build a life of someone's dreams. In every problem, there are a number of different solutions. And so you asked the question earlier, like how often would you talk about the problem and the solution? I think that can weave through all of your social media. But as you heard me say, there's a lot of different prongs. There might be a lot of different aspects that you could talk about. So you wouldn't just be talking about drinking water, let's say, because you're ultimately wanting them to understand about your product. And if all you did was talk about drinking more water, unless you were a water salesperson, you're not going to get to ultimately where you want to go. But having a lot of knowledge about a number of different things helps you build influence. So people learn to know, like, and trust you. When they know, like, and trust you, they want to do business with you and they don't feel sold to. When we talk about attraction marketing, people come to you. They come into your inbox and they ask you, well, tell me more about that. I want to work with you. You've given me so much information. Help me learn more. I want to work with you. Versus if you're doing a sales pitch, they're probably going to unfollow you. They might put you on mute for a while so they don't see your content and they're not going to engage with you. So that would be uh, just a I, I've got I've got a ton of notes already right here going through it. And a couple of things that I'm circling that really just stand out. I mean, how did you enter? Why? Because it, that's going to make people feel a lot more just real and authentic because that was the pain point. That was the reason. That's the way they see the world. The, you know, we see the world through our own eyes. And so it's great for them to share that. And then I like how, and I want to go into this, don't just focus on you know, the problem with just your product is the solution. And so let me give a different example for those of you that are tuning in. So you just really, really get it. Losing weight is, is probably the easiest, best example. So I was trying to think of this as you were talking. So let's say you have a sleep product. Rather than coming in and say, buy my product, buy my product, my product has this, my product doesn't have this ingredient, but you don't want this ingredient, you want this. Jennifer talked about multiple solutions that are outside of your product. You're providing so much value. You become, she said, an authority, right? Somebody with credibility. And so if, I, if I've if i got a sleep product, what I'm going to do is, and I just wrote this down. I don't know if I've ever said it like this, but you're going to create a value list. And the value list, I would list out all the things that can help somebody with sleep. So for example, we, those of you that have studied sleep, um, you know, most studies will say that you should sleep when it's a little bit colder, 67, 68 degrees. Most people say you should not be looking at screens or 
electronics, you know, at least 30 minutes, but an hour before bed, right? Most people say you shouldn't be eating too late before bed. I mean, these are three different value posts already as they go. Um, a lot of people buy, like for me, I own a sleep eight, which is a mattress cover that monitors my sleep. Other people have like the little wrist bracelets or watches that monitor. This one actually regulates my temperature. I mean, see how you guys are already like, wait, what? And so I could go through all of these things. Caffeine, stop drinking caffeine at about 2 p.m. You know, I have actually done a lot of research on this. So for me, if I had a sleep product, obviously I'm a coach I'm building, I could go out and I could sell that product because I would become an expert. And you're either an expert or reporter. If you're not the expert, that's okay. Go Google the information and just report on it. You don't have to plagiarize. You can just say, hey, I just read this here or you know, many studies say this or that. And so that's a really just good summary. Cause I think a lot of times people just get extremely overwhelmed on where do I start? What do I say? How do I do that? So we just gave you guys both weight loss and sleep. It's just two examples you can apply to, you know, obviously your own industry and profession. Now, I know you're massive into personal development and most leaders are, which I love hearing. Everyone has different philosophies on it. Um, Maybe give us the ins and outs on, you know, we know the, let's just say we know the importance of personal development. What, what do you suggest? Is it reading? Is it uh, watching videos? Is it listening? Um, how is one taking notes? How often are they doing it? When shouldn't they do it? When should they do it? Um, you know, anything you can think of to give people a plan, because I know for me, I've read slash listened to over 1100 books since 2008. And I, I just did it on driving back from my kids' tennis tournament from Vegas. I probably in total listened to three hours. I can listen at two times speed and absorb the information because if it's something I need to hear again, I'll just rewind. And I did that on the way down there as well. And then I already listened this morning for probably about 40 minutes so far. And so, you know, it's important to me. So give us, give us the ins and outs because I'm just so fascinated with someone that's maintained a six-figure income for 18 plus years. Success leaves clues, right? As Jim Rohn says. Yeah. Well, and, and I think personal development was something that my upline talked about very early when I first started the business. He said, work on yourself more than you work on anything else and you'll grow a business. And so I took that to heart. And of course, I was listening to audio cassettes. So I'm really going to date myself, um, which turned into CDs, which turned into podcasts. But I don't think, and this is going to come from my homeschooling experience, having homeschooled two kids that were very, very different learners, everybody learns differently. And so if somebody says to you, you have to read a book and you're not a reader, that might be very frustrating for you, but maybe you can listen to it on an audio book. You can listen to a podcast. There are so many ways to consume information. So know yourself. And if right now you're thinking, I don't really know how I learn best, then try some different things. Read a book, pick up a book and see, is it easy for you to read a book or do you struggle? Do you prefer to listen to a podcast? Do you prefer to listen to an audio book? Do you prefer to watch a video? So those are going to be some of the things to think about because we have so many new ways to, to get content and to get media right now. But the big thing is to really have a plan. And I always tell people that my initial plan was to write up a negative self-talk diary. And I know that sounds horrible because you think, why would you want to capture your negative thinking? But that was something that I was taught to do. Just write down everything that you think that's a negative thought. And then which one of those negative thoughts are impacting your business growth the most right now? 
So you might have 30, 40, 50 things on this negative self-talk diary, but not everything is impacting your growth right now. Could you work on every one of them? Absolutely. But we don't want to spread ourselves too thin and we want to focus on fixing or changing or reframing the thinking of whatever it is that's impacting us the most. So initially I had to understand vision and dream casting. I had to understand personal development. I had to learn how to become a leader. I mean, there were so many things I had on this list. But really, initially, I had to get some customers. And so that was what it boiled down to. And to get customers, I had to learn how to ask questions. And so that was where I started. So when you do your negative self-talk diary, you pick out what is impacting you the most, what's holding you back the most, and then start working on that. Um, I have a book club. We have a virtual book club for our team. And it's actually not just for our team. It's for anybody who wants to join. I'm a part of a lot of in-person networking organizations like BNI, Business Networkers International. I'm in a lot of online networking groups. I'm in a number of different masterminds. And so it's really available for anybody. But the point of it was to read consistently, come together on a weekly basis, read books. We just finished Ray and Jessica Higdon's book, Time, Money, Freedom. We're getting ready to do Mel Robbins' book, The High Five Habit. But just being in an environment where you are discussing a book and you can create your own book club. You can jump into other people's book clubs. People are listening to it on audio they're reading it, whatever worked best for them. So having a place where you plug in consistently, my daughter journals, my daughter is 27 years old and she learned from me journaling and she probably goes through three, four, five journals a week. I know that sounds crazy, but she writes down all of her thoughts. She processes it and she is so emotionally mature. I'm just so proud of the woman she's become because of that activity. That one activity I think has really changed her life. So there isn't one thing, Rob, that I think Mm -hmm. is really the key for personal yeah. development, but you have to figure out what works for you. I always like to, you know, it's a balance of relearning things that you knew that you make a focus again, because they're moved up the priority list of importance and then also learning new things. And, you know, I haven't heard that write down all of your negative self-talk or negative self-talk diary. And I like that because you said, which one's impacting you the most negatively Because now I always talk about learning with intent Mm -hmm. and this actually gives you a a massive purpose. So for you, you realize that, you know, you need to learn how to ask better questions as you were starting out. So you started listening with that intent and that theme and seeking out answers for that specific problem, right, that you had. And so, you know, for all of you, you can do that. You've got so many things you feel like you need to learn, but that can be overwhelming. That's like a a room that's so messy, it's going to take you a month to clean up and you don't even know where to start or the kitchen or wherever or office in their garage. And so, you know, this helps you to narrow that focus on a specific small area, maybe in the garage to clean up. And so I, I really like that. That's something that's brand new for me that I'm going to uh, use. Uh, my goal is to give you credit at least three times. So if you hear me after that, not give you credit, just call me out on it. Do my best, right? We forget I've got all this information stored from all these different places. I'm like, I think I learned that there, this there, that there. You know, I fine-tuned or altered there as we go. Um, I know you're also big and you made a, a, a quick mention of it. Tell us a little bit more. What's dreamcasting and how can one do that? 
Oh my goodness. I think building the dream is probably one of the most important things that we teach as leaders to our team. Without a dream, without a focus, without a direction, people aren't going to go where they think they're going. And it's so easy. We've been in a world, I think, of dream stealers. I think about kids going to school and you know, you go into school and you want to be the ballerina or the football player, and people start telling you, no, you can't do that. So you don't get the good job or get the good education to get the good job, which then ties you down for years. And I don't need to spend a lot of time on that piece. But our job, in my opinion, is to help people build that dream again, design the perfect life, really decide what they want to do with their time. And I'm not talking about just vacation because it's so easy to say, well, I want to sit on a beach with a you know frou-frou drink in my hand and have my feet in the sand. I'm talking about really day in and day out living. What time do you want to wake up? Do you want to work out first? Do you want to do some personal development? How does your business fit into that? Are you going to be working every single day, you know, 30, 40 hours a week? Are you going to be working 15, 20 hours a week? What are you trying to create? What type of a lifestyle do you want to live? And I'll just give you a quick example. Um, this past month, my daughter moved. And so I was able to pack up and go out to Seattle and help her move. I just had the time freedom, the income freedom. I was able to build my business from my phone. I did a couple of calls while I was out there, but I was able to just pick up and go help her move. She lives out in Seattle. My son lives in Salt Lake. This weekend, I went out to Salt Lake just to have a quick Thanksgiving dinner with him because I wasn't going to be with him on Thanksgiving. So having the time freedom and the income freedom is huge for me to be able to have life experiences with my kids. Um, They live far away and it means a lot to me to be with them. So that's part of what I've built into my life is to be able to have that flexibility. And that's part of what I love about this industry. But it took time to write down on paper, how did I want to live my life? What did I want to do day in and day out? And I think that is a big part of dream casting that we forget. We think about the really big dreams, you know, what type of house do you want and the car you want to drive, but really we're going to live life day in and day out. And what do we want that to look like? And when we can help people wrap their head around it, it really becomes a powerful driving force for them to do the activities they need to do to get their business to the level, to be able to create that life. It's such a simple question, but what do you really want? And, you know, I remember hearing from very successful million dollar mentors that they'd been to different events and they talked about, you know, map, map, map out your perfect day. And I I've done that. And since then I've actually altered it and everyone's got to figure out what helps them more. But I realized whatever my perfect day is, I don't want to have that same day every day. So I started looking at what does my perfect month look like? Perfect week, right? Perfect quarter. And even perfect year, because there's different seasons for me on, you know, you know, for you when you've got different things for kids and holidays, right? And different trips. And so for me, I know when I'm going to work a little bit more. I know that I'm going to coach my my son and daughter's high school tennis teams. So I know, you know, almost six months a year, that's a different time where, you know, more time, 25 hours a week dedicated to that. So I, I push trying to get a lot of my events done right before and right after, um, this last year, I spoke at several events during the season, but I asked them if I could fly in on a Saturday and they said yes. And so, you know, I, I didn't miss anything. And so as you really map out what you want, then your brain's going to start to dial in and focus on how you can actually get that and achieve that. But most people don't get what they want because they don't even know what they really want. They haven't mapped that out. And so going back to those basics and, and doing those things can make a tremendous difference. And if you're doing them great, are you teaching your teams? Are you being specific? Because don't assume that's the number one, I think, problem with miscommunication is assumption. Don't assume that they already know. 
Jennifer, where is the best place people can find you on social media? And maybe tell them where they can find your virtual book club as well. Oh, sure. I mean, well, anybody can direct message me, private message me on any of the platforms. I'm on Facebook, Jennifer Glacken. Um, I also have a business page, Glacken Health and Wellness. I am on Instagram, Jennifer Glacken. I'm on TikTok, Jennifer Glacken. So in all the different platforms, including and G-L-A-C-K-E-N. LinkedIn. G-L-A-C-K-E-N. Correct. Thank you. Thank you. And the virtual book club, we meet in a Zoom format. So any of those platforms, if you reach out to me, I have a, a Facebook group called Master Your Mindset. And that is where we put all the links. And that's just a really a, a group of people that discuss personal development and mastering our mindset. So anybody's welcome to join that as well. So much value, so much value. And I know that's what you focus on. And, and I'm very similar. I mean, I was trying to add up, I think the last for eight years, I think I've done over 400 plus interviews. And, you know, the vast majority of those are just pure value with no pitch, no anything. It's just value. And so what you're saying is something I learned a while ago. Once I really understood it, because I thought I did, once I really understood it, made all the differences. So now my brain's always focused on how can I provide more value and uh, the sales and everything else always comes from that. So I want to thank you so much for your time. I know you got a crazy schedule like we all do in life, right? We're all busy, especially as leaders, but uh, I know you provided a ton of value today. So thank you so much, Jennifer, for coming on. I, I know I appreciate it and I know our listeners appreciate it tremendously. Well, thanks so much for having me. It was a huge honor. Thanks so much for tuning in and listening to my podcast. If you're loving the podcast, make sure you go smash that subscribe button so you don't miss any of the latest and greatest podcasts. And as always, please go leave a five-star rating review. And then the last thing I always want to mention to all that listen to podcasts is if you go to www.robsperry.com, I have tons of free content there to help you out to build your network marketing business.